Wired access. Yeah. Wired access. We'll do it live! Do it live! Hard hit ball up the middle. That's a base hit for Lexi Burkhart. That will score the runners from second and third. Swing, high fly ball to left field. Hit deep, but foul territory playable, and it's caught by Burkhart and left. Swing and a drive to right center field and deep back and home run just snuck over the fence in right center field but it's a two-run home run for burkhart wired access we'll do it live welcome to wired access podcast i'm the host kendall wickwire we're at wired training facility and today i have the current or your graduated from omaha uno softball Lexi Burkhardt, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I had to bring you in. Of course, like I said before, I know your Uncle Rick. And watching you put Gretna on the map when it came to softball, you're four years away from that. What do you look back and reflect when it comes to bringing a name to Gretna softball where everybody says Lexi and they know who you're talking about? It is uh, an honor to have been a part of that opportunity. Um, I'm still in touch with the coaches. That has probably been the biggest impact in my life, being able to create a culture like that. Um, I don't know if you're aware, we had a new coach this year, which is actually Mike Hurd, which was my high school coach's brother. And so we had the opportunity this year to change the culture as well and try to create something like that. So it was really exciting to be able to be a part of that and build something like that again. Well, and when you talk about build something, obviously – Gretna as a whole, whether it's softball, soccer, football, basketball, it's all growing out there. A lot of kids are coming out. They're becoming athletes. What do you feel is the biggest drive to bring the game of softball? Obviously, you guys have the Gretna Thunder out there for softball. What, what's really driving the, the shoe behind there? Um, I think the coaches that are in that area are very bought in to the whole um, community and getting a name out there. We are really big of trying to get people to go play college sports with the coaches. And I helped coach a couple of teams in the summer. And that's a really big goal of all the coaches that I think that they can all agree on. They want the best for their players. They want to say, this person's from Gretna, Nebraska. You know, um, when you think of a lot of softball, you don't really think of Nebraska. Um, so getting students or kids out there and students playing sports and getting the name out there is huge for all these coaches. And, and when you say that, when you think of softball, Nebraska is not a big area. Um, it's well known even in the baseball world. You want to go play baseball versus the big guys or as the big gals, you got to go elsewhere. Where is your favorite place to go and what was your biggest challenges back in, uh, back in the high school days? My favorite place to go, oh, that's tough. Um, Obviously, you hear about Oklahoma, you hear about UCLA, you hear about Washington and all that stuff. Um, I actually wanted to go more East Coast, play at North Carolina, something like that, um, something pretty like that. But the biggest challenge for all of that was the recruiting process for sure. That's a tough process to get your name out there and get videos. And I think the coaches around here do a great job and great connections with um, college coaches to help their kids get recruited. And when you talk about the coaches helping get recruited, obviously the social media from four years ago is like a night and day. It's almost like 
it's double, triple, quadrupled. And you were obviously in a lot of the Twitter shares and all this and that back then. But when you look at the names now and how it's hitting the coast to coast, like where do you think the social media is driving? Even there's just a sport of softball. I think, again, social media has changed so much. I think I used a, a website <laughs> called like NCFSA or something. I can't even remember. And that was where you just posted videos on there and like a coach would have to like go through and look at it. Whereas now on social media, media it's way easier to access someone's page and look at all that and get tag posts or send emails and stuff like that or you know, it could be Facebook even. It's just way easier for these kids to get their names out on social media than it was even four years ago. And when you talk about that easier, what do you think is like a good age if, if you got a parent listening that, that wants to help their daughter get to that next level? And obviously with the NIL, that's that's a big change and in, in it's more of who's following who sometimes on that. So how do you think this is going to affect like how soon you might give your your son or even a daughter the social media access? Earlier the better, honestly. The earlier you can get your name out there and coaches start to see it. Obviously, there's still rules on when you can commit and stuff. But even 12, 13 years old, if you start going to camps, get your name out there. That's something that I learned a lot um, after it happened. I wish I would have started the recruiting process sooner just to get my name out there and have coaches see me sooner. Um, but for sure, the younger the better. I think probably 12 or 13 is a really competitive time to start to get media involved. And when you look at between, obviously, your school, high school, and you look at travel softball, which more, which softball do you think influences more who you are? For me, for sure, high school softball influenced more of who I was and who I am now. But I really think that that question depends on where you are and who you have as coaches. And when you look back at obviously those years, this when it comes to the game of, of any select sport, you have a lot of people in your ear, a lot of people that want to soothe you this way, soothe you that way, to get you to want something besides, like you said, the coaches that you need. Sometimes they want to sway you. What do you think is one of the hardest things that you had to deal with going through high school uh, when it came to some pressure? That's um, funny when it comes to pressure. I wasn't even going to play softball in high school. So I had coaches in my ear all the time trying to get me to do one thing to the other. And um, pressure to play softball was a big one of them because I had no interest in doing it until meeting coaches and um, having their opinions and pushing me and getting me to be, that's why I'm here right now. So I think pressure is a really good thing for people. And when you say you weren't obviously looking to do softball, what was the other sport or what other was taking your, your time and your attention away from softball? Uh, volleyball. I was 100% committed to playing volleyball because, like you mentioned earlier with Gretna Softball at that time, Gretna Softball wasn't on the map. That wasn't something that you heard of. And I didn't even play summer ball in Gretna. That wasn't a thing and that wasn't anything I was interested in doing. And then when you look back, is there is there anything that you look in the whole – grand scheme of thing where you go, I wish I would have, I wish I could have, that you could pass on to someone else that might be going through, whether it's a sophomore, freshman, you know, is there anything that obviously something changed your mind and made it to where you have become who you are when it comes to softball? Um, I am for sure love the way that I went about it. I would say I wish 
I would have known sooner because I think I would have spent way more time on it. I had a lot to learn coming in as a freshman um, and the opportunities of getting into the weight room and getting better workout programs and stuff like that. I wish I had the opportunity to do that sooner than I did. Uh, obviously, we're at this training facility, and this is amazing to be here. I wish that I would have had the opportunity to see something like this or do something like this before going on to play a sport. See, and I think I think that's one of the common uh, things that it's hard for parents. You know, I, I have four kids of my own, three daughters and one son, but it wasn't until probably about three years ago when I started trying to find outside of the school practice facilities or coaches because yes, school does a good job, but there's only so much they can do in that short time. What do you think is the biggest thing that they taught you in school and the biggest thing that you learned from playing select ball? The biggest thing they taught me in school was mostly personality. Honestly, I was, they taught me how to be gritty, how to compete and just how to have some fun and let it all out in the field. Whereas um, summer ball and stuff like that, they taught me more of fundamentals, um, just like being able to put a better swing on the ball, being able to put a better throw on the ball, just more breakdowns of the sport versus um, like personality competitors on the field. Now, when you look at, obviously, the positions that you've played coming up through softball, what is there a position that you never got to play that you really loved, but you might not have been the right fit for? I mean, everybody wants to be the quarterback, but not everybody is the quarterback. Catcher. <laughs> I always thought it'd be cool to be a catcher, and I think I would have liked it, but that was never on the radar. Never in the books? <laughs> no. I, I think the best thing, that that was my position was catcher because it, it kind of brought me back to what you said when you said personality and all that. Like I was the one that wanted to get the crowd into it. Mm-hmm. Wanted to talk to the, ba- to the batter there to get his mind on something else. So I totally get the whole personality thing and, and taking it to the game. Obviously, four years at UNO. Um, what does it feel like to be a homegrown athlete? that has shown that you can compete at the next level as the softball world around here after your four years seems to have grown tremendously. What's your thoughts on that? For sure. Um, The softball world around here has grown crazily. We have some very competitive, massive recruits that know how to compete on the field. So being able to be here and represent my own state, I would not have chose to go anywhere else, honestly. And it's funny because I had zero interest of staying in Nebraska in the first place. But being around here and knowing people and having that atmosphere of, you know, I being around who I had been around. I played with a couple of girls there that I was familiar with. And being able to build that and keep that here and stay in Nebraska, I think it shows a lot of – Nebraska has a lot of good softball players, and we can compete. And so I think that that shows a lot of – the toughness that the softball world is bringing up here. And when you talk about other girls that are able to compete, what what's your kind feelings or even some against feelings when you see some of our girls go out of state? They could have stayed in state, but obviously they chose the best for them. Are you one of those that goes with the punches or being a, a homegrown where you're like, man, we could have got that one? Um, both, 100%. I'm like, dang. I always think about if we had – you know, the girls who are spread across the country playing different ways. I'm like, this. we could have really competed and had a really good team. But also, they're legit. They deserve to go to schools like that. They deserve to play there. Happy for them, 100%.
And four years ago, when you started your softball career at the next level of, of college, what was your end goal? Was it getting to Team USA? Was I mean, obviously, with baseball, you know, there's plenty of routes. Softball, there's a couple. Um, or I do hear that you like to coach as well. Is what, What's your thoughts after four years? Where, where's it going to go? Coaching was more on the radar. I actually just got... Um, an offer to coach a high school team around here, so I'm super excited to take that and give back to the community and help high school kids grow. Since I learned a lot in high school, that's a big part of what I want to give back. Also, uh, going to school, UNL played a big factor. I was pre-med, so the attachment to UNMC and all that was a big part of the reason why I chose there as well. Now, are you looking to do like a medical side of softball, like to be a trainer there, or what? what's the medical part? How does that fit into your schedule? Um, I, training, it would be interesting as well. I actually just changed it, so I have no clue what I'm doing right now. That's what I wanted to do originally, but, um, right now it's really up in there. See, and I like that though. I mean, that, that, this is, this is a well-known thing to say, even after four years, after your high school of four years, it doesn't mean that it doesn't change as you just graduated as well. So don't think that you're ever locked down. The best part is giving back, like you said, when it comes to coaching, as Papillion area does have Lee Sir, who obviously played for the Monarchs back when they were really good as well, which is a normal around here. But And she could have followed up and, and went right back to Papio and coach, but she took her game down to Omaha South for the Packers. What What does that tell you about being able to go to something where – they need you more than you need them, you know, and, and giving back because their lifehood is not the same of what you grew up with. What does something like that mean? I think that's a true testament of character. Um, that's really just putting out people before you and just being willing to improve the lives of other people or help them in a different way. Um, that's like, I couldn't imagine being able to give back to someone like that. And that's like a big goal in my future. And when you're talking about, obviously, coaching, is it a position coach, an assistant coach, or batting coach? What, what's your ac actual position or go coach? I'll be an assistant coach for now, maybe in a couple of years, a head coach or something like that. But I'll probably be more of um, an outfield hitting. That would probably be more of where I'm seeing. Okay. And then when you look at, obviously, the growth at UNO, the new softball field, the atmosphere. Ooh. I mean, you were a part of it. You were. It's no longer UNO, it's Omaha. Everything is Omaha. And it's kind of grown to the name it is. What does that mean to be a part of that these past four years where you guys have went from playing at a field that wasn't so nice and now it's like one of the nicest ones in the, in the state, to be honest? I walk in there every single day and I'm amazed that we have a facility like that. Um, Connie Clausen is a huge part of that. She created softball, created women's athletics. That woman is amazing and I'm so blessed and honored to have met her. This season we're really starting to put Omaha on the map with that facility and that field and this season I think was the best season we've had since 2016 so I think that'll also start to bring in some of those recruits or some of those players that are from around the area. Um, our field before was not nice at all. Yeah, and I just like like the fact of, you know, it came with the rebranding. And I think in this area, it was one of the hardest things to deal with as far as you had some athletics that were, yeah, that were dismissed. 
and that hits differently. Um, but obviously to see the female athletes continue to strive and to grow to who they are today, well, what do you attribute some of those things to of, of why the female athletics have been getting the, the amount of representation they have? This is something we've talked about a lot, which is uh, cool because we haven't really had that recognition of that. But I think just, again, social media plays a factor in that. Um, putting women's athletics on the map in general, of realizing how much we can compete and how good a lot of women athletes are. And there are even there's a lot that compete more than some guys do around here. So it's, it's cool to see that. It's cool to see the competitiveness, the drive, and all of that. And when you look at one of the local stars, like a Jordy Ball, who was a part of the Nebraska 18 goal, um, who went down on ESPN, on national television, and they win it all. Comes back now is at Oklahoma, but everything still keeps, like every time they bring up one thing, it still resorts back to home. And I, I think that's got to put a little bit of warmth, right, in, in what is going on around you and what, what you're seeing is happening. For sure. It's like a, it's pride in a way. Like, you know, she's on TV. She's showing everyone what, what she does down there. And seeing that, even with my teammates, it's like, oh, I know her. She's from here. Like, you know, and we weren't even, like, friends. I just know her by her name. But it's it's pride. When you see these girls on TV that are around here, it's showing what we have to offer in the state of Nebraska for softball. Oh, man, I tell you, the, the growth of the softball area. Now, sometimes when you look at sports, I, I only say this from experience that I've seen. Is there a type of growing too fast, too much for a certain area, or is it something that you think is just going naturally? The only reason I say it is I'll take it for Elkhorn. Eighth grade basketball three years ago went from – three teams to eight teams. Well, that, that don't tell me that we have a lot more talent all the time. It sometimes makes it sparingly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I don't know if it's good growth or if it's kind of just gradually growing. What do you think about the, the sport of softball? Um, there are, there are a lot of teams. I think when I first started playing, there was like one team and Half the girls were eight playing on a 10-U team. We couldn't even find enough players. That's why I started pitching in general. We didn't have one. So there is a lot of growth. But I also think it can be positive. I think a lot of parents getting your kids into something like that and seeing that the growth that these kids can make can be very positive as well. Now, does it? do you think it's something where, for you, do you always have to give back to the select side, or do you think it's something – that with the right help, you can also help out like a rec side? Um, I think with the right help, you can for sure help with the rec side as well. Those, you know, sometimes you just think like select players are the ones that are going to work the hardest, but I've given a lot of lessons and even to some rec girls, and those are the girls that generally work the hardest and want it the most. And it's so rewarding to see how happy they get and the progress that they make and how proud they are of themselves. And when you're going through these trainings, how, what's your communication with parents? Do you get to have communication with parents? Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. As a father, I, I know the hardest thing for anybody to tell someone else is how their kid really is doing. But if I'm investing the money, I want to know if they're slacking. Do you, do you find yourself having some issues with that where 
maybe you might not talk to a parent, but you know you should? Or how does that go in, in the industry that you're in? For me, I'm 100% brutally honest. Um, and I solely because it is a lot of time and it is a lot of money, and I respect that from the parents. And I love working with their kids. But if there is something where I'm like, hey, is she not putting in work outside of this? I'll be honest. Like, once a week or once every other week, if you're not doing it at home or you're not doing more on top of it, there really is no point in doing it. It's going to take a lot more than just one time. And, and it, is there a time that you think kids should kind of include weights when it comes to the game of softball? Absolutely. I was maybe 125 when I went into college and I never lifted a weight before in my life. And when you get to college, it is weight room hard. And I kind of had some injuries with it because I had never lifted before. I actually gained 40 pounds my freshman year and had no clue how to do Like, I had no clue what was going on. I didn't know how to properly lift. And so I think that was something that I wish I would have gotten into before just so I knew how to properly lift and be able to compete better in the weight room versus having some injuries or holding me back or feeling like someone had to explain to me how to do all these things. And when you look at, obviously, your freshman year to where you are today, um, is it something where you had to ask for the help, or did they notice that you needed the help? I, I think sometimes when you're in a big room, um, and, and this is why sometimes personal trainers are really good, is because, yeah, you can be in a room with some guy yelling or gal yelling, but doesn't mean that they're watching how you do it. What, what do you think? Where would you learn how to do better? I for sure asked, um, and they could tell once I had asked. It was pretty obvious. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did have to ask. And like you said, in a big room of 23 girls, it's tough to get someone just to work with me, and I don't expect that. So, you know, you would have to ask a lot, and I always felt bad for taking time away from everybody else. But that's why I do think it is very beneficial to have a trainer that you know, that you work with, and understands you and what you need to do to get better. If we look back at your high school career, what's the legacy you felt you left in Gretna? The culture, for sure. Um, Gretna softball was not talked about. And building a culture of just a family and just absolute grit and competing and being a part of a family like that is the biggest thing. Um, just leaving it all out on the field 100%. Whether you're going to lose or not, it's just doing everything you can. And now, of course, if you look at UNO, four years here and gone. What's the number one thing that everybody's going to remember? Um, I don't. That's a tough question. I just think the biggest thing for me there is I don't have any regrets. I just played with what I could do. I tried to play free. I tried to play loose, and I had a blast. And that's probably the biggest thing that people are going to remember is just seeing me having a fun time with my teammates and laughing and smiling on the field no matter what it was. If you have to go back to one trip that you got to do with UNO, where was it? And what, what was the best part of it? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Playing Oklahoma State. That was insane. We got our butts kicked, honestly. But being in an atmosphere like that and a, a, you know, a whole stadium and the crowd and facing those pitchers. They went to the College World Series that year, and I got to face those pitchers. And we knew we weren't going to win, but... We just had a blast. I mean, it was fun. And see, the, the, these are the things that, like, not everybody understands. Like, don't get me wrong. I know there's not one moment that Lexi Burkhart did not, not want to win. Right. But reality sets in. 
after the nerves. What was your biggest way to calm your nerves in that biggest situation? Um, I hadn't talked to my teammates. I mean, it's funny. My first at bat when I saw that ball moved, I looked at my coach and I think I was like a deer in the headlights. I was like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to hit this? But, you know, my coach just looked at me and reassured me, like, it's okay. Just stay within yourself. Trust the process. You know what you're doing. Don't let the game or the atmosphere and all of that get too big for you. Slow it down. Keep it small. Now, obviously, you've seen many different types of pitching, fielding, batting, all that. What would be the biggest similarity between the highest level that you've ever played and the lowest level that you can let someone that might be just starting out understand that, yeah, you see this, but it's the same way throughout the process? Probably mm, hitting. Like, there's everyone has their different style of hitting or the way they go about things and all that, but the breakdowns of a swing are all similar based off of every single hitter. And everyone does a little different. You have, you know, Jocelyn at Oklahoma, and you have hitters here and here and there. There's all similarities in hitting, and that's like the biggest thing of no matter where you're at, it's all similar. And the takeaways for key, strong, good hitting are all pretty the same. Now, in your college time, did you have any teammates? Because I don't think it goes as strong when it comes to softball as it does for baseball that had to go a juco route to get to where they were with you. I did. Um, two of my best friends. We had more than more than one, but we had like three or four girls. We had one girl on the team this year that was juco route, um, and that was exciting to hear their experience and bring them in and see what they learned there versus differently what I was learning at UNL. What was some things that they might have mentioned? Because obviously the JUCO route sometimes scares people, but I think getting yourself on the field should be your number one thing. No matter the level, being able to play is what it's about, right? Yes. I would say it was how proud of themselves that they made it there was such a bigger deal than, you know, a freshman coming in already committed to a Division One school right out of it. One of our transfer this year, her dream was to make a Division One. So she was at JUCO for three years with COVID. And so being there for three years, when she got an offer to go Division One, like how happy she was and how proud she was of herself was so like heartwarming. And it's like, she just wants to compete. Yeah, I, I think it's those stories. And especially, you know, COVID took a lot away. What do you think is the number one thing that you missed or, or didn't get to do because of the COVID time? COVID, well, the biggest part of COVID was my sophomore year, and I do think that that took a key time away from my development as a player where I kind of had to speed things up and learn a little bit more. Still young. I thought I was going in there knowing pretty much anything. I didn't know anything. I learned so much, and I think it did hurt us as players. We kind of didn't get to learn, especially the freshmen who are coming in. That's a big year to learn a lot. And so taking that away does kind of set back that growth a little bit. What do you think is the biggest strength that you guys took away from the COVID time? Realizing our time is short and embracing every single moment and not taking it for granted. Man, that's like almost a mic drop right there. I mean, uh, so obviously your goal is to coach and, and you got an offer to coach, which is awesome. What is, what is the highest level that you're hoping to get to or is it just let's see where this goes? Let's, I'm big as let's just see where this goes right now. Um, I've been coaching summer ball and select, but I haven't done high school yet. So that's something that I'm really curious to see. I've worked mostly with younger girls, 8U, 10U. So 
kind of curious to see how it'll go with older girls. And obviously dealing with the multiple levels of, of softball, what do you what do you feel is going on with the umpire situation for softball? Obviously there's a lot of talk when it comes to every other sport. The umpires, um, I got to give it to them. They <laughs> have the short end of the stick, but I don't. The umpires do a great job. No, you're good. I it, We were actually driving today. I own a lawn company. We were driving, and, and one of my guys, he's an umpire. And uh, a couple of the guys who ride with us are soccer players. And uh, they kept going, oh, the refs, the refs, the refs, the refs. And so my guy did it real simple. And he just said, hey, how about you start a scheduling organization? So then you're going to teach everybody below you to ref like you would ref. But then you also got to schedule them and get them to places. And, and it, it, I've been on the one side of the stick where I've done basketball, and, and I love to get back to the kids, and I love to get back to the sport. But as soon as a parent, as soon as a player, it, it, it makes it where – you can't get paid enough to, to do it. And I, I think that's the number one thing. Like everybody wants them to be perfect. And, and I don't know about any umpires for softball. My guy, he is constantly judging himself by a percentage. He's like, I think I had about a 97% correct call rate, you know, and, and you have to look in the mirror and judge that person. But when it comes to the umpires, and the referees, it, it, it's really strong on what you said, where it's it's a short end of the stick. Now, obviously, you're turning into the coach's role, and you've played the player role for so long. Have you had to have an interaction with a with an umpire yet to where you're like, hold on, I need to step back and not act like I'm talking as a player? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely fiery when it comes to calls, and it's just based off of pure emotion, but well, the biggest thing I've learned is respect the game, respect the umpires, and you'll get respect back. And I always try to put myself in their situation. There is no way I would want to be an umpire. They have it tough for real. And, you know, obviously in the higher level, we're getting lucky to have replays and stuff like that. But really, respect the game, and you'll get respect back. And they do their best. They genuinely do. Now, you, you brought up, a, obviously, a subject that some people don't like and some people can't handle because... The game of baseball is pretty much what you see is what you get. Does replay, you think, hurt or help the college level softball? I think it helps a lot. Um, being able to, now obviously it probably depends on what end of the call you are, if you think that it's helping you or not, but it's it's a big part of the game and it can change a whole entire game. I We don't have replay in our conference yet, but in our tournament this last weekend, there were many calls that completely change the game if it versus out or or safe and it changes the whole game does it do the calls go quick enough though because i know like like I, I obviously watch the other sports and i see the replays and football you're like okay commercial sweet and keep going do you feel like it's a process that's still growing or do you feel like they've they had it down where someone is watching enough to give them the replay I do think it's a process that still is growing. I do think there can be a little bit quicker. It does slow the game down a little bit and can take away from some momentum or just the game in general. So I do think that there is a process of getting it to be quicker, but it's also something that I think is very beneficial as well. Now, in your, through your four years, what's the number one thing that you've seen grow when it came to your softball game? Mm, good question. I would just say... 
outfield, like me as a fielder. So I didn't go into college playing outfield ever. So that was something that I had to learn. And I learned just how to be quick and agility and all of that stuff. I learned that's my biggest thing. And do you wish that back in, if, if I have a high schooler that is growing up to play softball and wants to play at the next level, do you suggest them to continue to try to play multiple positions as possible? Because I, I know in football, they, they can only play one position is all that they're, they're asked. And it's like, you never know your final position as you're growing in these four years. Right, absolutely. I play whatever you can, honestly. You know, it's always, for the way it was for us, is first two weeks, go wherever you think you have a chance to play. And the more positions that you're at on the field, gives you a higher percentage of getting on the field. So when you're just limited to strictly one position, now it's a little different when you're a catcher or a pitcher or something like that. But being able to play left field or playing first base, that gives you way more options to compete. Now, as far as, were you able to mix the volleyball and the softball when you were going through high school, or did you have to get rid of one or the other? At the beginning, I mixed it a little bit where I was playing club volleyball and school softball, but ultimately I knew I wanted to play a sport in college, so I did have to give it up. And that's because in the state of, of Nebraska, it is all at the same time in the fall. Do you regret that part of your high school career where it did limit to what you could do at the school? Absolutely. I do wish, there's a lot of other, most states play summer softball for high school and then fall is like volleyball and all that. And I do wish I had the opportunity to stay playing more, but that wasn't really an option here, unfortunately. <laughs> no, that's all right. Well, I, you know, when it comes to being a multi-sport athlete, what do you think is the biggest thing that helped you grow in the opposite sport? Teamwork, probably, and um, volleyball. I played volleyball and basketball, so basketball was obviously endurance and a lot more with running in my legs, and, and then volleyball was upper body strength and all of that. So I think those all played key roles in how you developed to become a better softball player. And when you look at your basketball game, obviously you said the agility, the speed, endurance. Do you feel like your other teammates looked at, you know, because not everybody plays three sports. Do you ever, did you ever feel the heat from your other teammates about, hey, come on, we, we need you more here or more there? Because obviously if, if there's any freshmen that might check this out, they're going to have those pressures to where, you had to make a decision based off of yourself, not off of the, the, the crowd. What Absolutely. was that like? That was really tough because you have friendships where it can cause an issue if you're missing a practice here or missing a game here to go be somewhere else. And it does cause a little bit of tension, not in a bad way necessarily, but more of like, hey, we, need you, we want you here. Or, hey, we want you here. And that's why I ultimately did have to start to give them up. I didn't play basketball all four years. I had to give it up towards the end of my um, high school because I knew I had to focus on one sport, which was frustrating, but it was a tough decision, but I'm, that was all I had, could do. And when you look at, obviously, the decisions that you had to make, was there any events um, or parties that you had to give up? Because I, I think that's a reality of you're not going to get to do everything. And sometimes people can hold you back by thinking that you're missing the number one thing, but when you know you have throwing in the morning, 
you know, you have to adjust your schedule that. What do you think happened through all some of those experiences? Absolutely. It was challenging to see, oh, all your friends are here hanging out this night, but I have to stay in because I have to get up in the morning or I have to go travel or go play somewhere else. So unfortunately, my summer solely consisted of just sports and not really anything else. And yeah, I missed out on some opportunities, but I would never go back and change it because playing a college sport, not many good people get to do that. And the experiences that I got to experience there doing that with my teammates and all that completely make up for the missed opportunities that I had outside of sports in high school. Nice. And then uh, as far as your food regimen, what's some of the things that you might have wished you knew in high school that you learned in college? But obviously there might be some things that you did in high school that you wish you did in college. Okay. Food, my diet in high school is pretty much just consisted of sugar. <laughs> I, did, I would have like a five pound bag of candy in my um, softball bag. But I did learn a lot about nutrition. I took nutritional courses and it is very beneficial. And I wish I knew the balance of what was the right thing and how to feed your body to fuel you to compete better. And so when you look at back at, obviously, because you guys would play tournaments where, I mean, on any given day, you're playing, what, five games, six mm-hmm. games sometimes? What what do you think is, is some, some lessons for other athletes that might be coming up of how to prepare for those when you are talking about the food? What type of things do you take to the ball field? You know, what's some things? And obviously, I think the hardest thing is, is everybody – goes it's the parents it's the parents but if a kid can get some of the idea i mean like for ours the biggest thing we taught our kids is measure out a, a serving mm-hmm. that's why it's on the box i mean and then go from there you know measure out a serving so it's like what, what's some of those things that you can suggest for people when they're playing five six games in a, in a day you mentioned uh, measuring out servings is huge there are recommendations on there you know, one for the cup or this or that. And so measuring out fruits or carrots or water, bringing lots of water, that's a big thing, lots of water. But it's not, you don't have to be super healthy, but if you're measuring out your proportions and what you're bringing is going to be very beneficial in the long run. All right, sports drink. What is the number one sports drink for Lexi Burkhart growing up that has either been the same or has changed? For sure changed. Um, I think it's orange mango body armor. So you went from, from what was your previous, from the body armor? Because obviously that's only been out for a couple years. What was it prior to that? Powerade. Powerade. See, I was a Powerade person too, more than I I was a Gatorade. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the hype behind it. I don't know. I I feel like everyone likes Gatorade more, but for sure Powerade. And, And when you look at obviously the body armor, like, you have, did anybody teach you about drinking chocolate milk after a good performance? Not until college. We were given chocolate milk after every lift, every year I was there. That was like one of the favorite things that I've seen my kids learn here at, at their local high school of after uh, cross country or after running is, is just what a good glass of chocolate milk could honestly change your whole mentality. I know that I, after being out in the sun all day, I can come home, have one, and I could be like I'm wide awake. And it just some of those things that you're like, where was this four years ago? Where was this five years ago? How come we're not constantly pushing these things and, and getting this information out? Now, obviously, you, you, you got a coaching job come up. You're going to head that route. What are you going to do as far as school? What are you going? Are you still going back for a couple more years, or are you going to be working full-time in the coaching realms? What, what's, your, what's your outlook? 
I'm going to go back for a couple of years um, just to try to further my degree. Uh, my degree is molecular and biomedical biology. I genuinely don't know what I could do with that, <laughs> so I'm going to go back and... It's all right. My, bro my brother, he uh, he's a biology major, and unfortunately, they just live here, and I'm like, man, you got to get to the coast. You, you can't stay up in here for biology. I mean, it, it is what it is. If you really want to be a marine biologist, you got to go where that is. Coaching, if, if you had the ultimate coaching job, where would that be? Coast. <laughs> I do want to go to the coast. So you mentioned that. That's my dream. I've been trying to get there for the last couple of years, but of planning and all of that, but it just hasn't worked out. So Now, is that is it like East Coast, West Coast? East Coast, for sure. North, South? North Carolina. North Carolina. 100%. What, what brings you to North Carolina? What's the... We have had I guess family out there and that was we went every summer as a family it's just absolutely beautiful it was something as our family tradition I've loved the area I've been out there a couple of times looking for apartments and trying to figure that all out it just hasn't been the right time for me yet to go but I don't see myself ending up anywhere else so if, if there's any girls that are coming up within the softball world what what's some of the goals they could or should have because beyond the game and, and what I mean by that is after the four years of, high, of college after the you know what what is there what is the opportunities it is tough like you said to play softball outside of college but that is for sure an opportunity and I would love for everyone to reach for that too but also jobs a big part of college is getting a degree and getting a job and experiencing life that way and growing as a person and all challenging yourself challenge yourself to get as far as you think you can well, and I, I think one thing that I do love about softball is I don't hear a lot about, you know, girls not finishing college if you're on a scholarship. Um, you know, and so that's got to speak volume for the graduation, uh, wow, graduation rate. Um, and it's also obviously, like you said, where the girls and the females are able to give beyond the game and outside of it. And I, I just think it's one of those outlooks where it's like, don't get stuck in what you're doing, knowing that there's something on that other side. And, and when you come back to coaching, so far, what is your favorite age group to coach? 8U. 8U? The young ones are so cute. They, I love it. They're tough because they don't listen, but that's what makes it more fun is they're there just having a blast. And you got to keep it fun, 100%. And do you even remember, like, when did you start playing softball? I think I was seven or eight, and I was playing tenure. And playing up two years? Mm -hmm. So do you even remember, like, learning what you had to learn back then and how you are able to teach it now or, or some of those routes that you had to go? I do, mostly probably because I embarrassed myself. <laughs> I would take foul balls or fly balls, any of that, right off the face. I just didn't really know what I was doing. But for sure, I do remember parts of it. I remember, you know, working outside with my parents and all that stuff. So I, I do try to put it in a simpler form for the younger ones and so that they can understand and have fun with it as well. How do you feel the parents' reception is of having a young coach like yourself for their kids? I think, you know, I always get a little nervous where I'm like, oh, do you think I know what I'm talking about because I'm young and not 30 or what? But 
it's all around the gardening community. So a lot of them do know my name and a lot of them had watched me play in high school. And so I think being able to give back to the community, that's exciting for the young girls. Watching someone on the field, that's a big deal for them. And watching that and then being able to work with them off the field, they get so excited about it. And so it's just refreshing to be a positive influence and allow them to feel that type of joy. Now, when you say this type of joy, is there any player, whether college or, or high school, that you got to see play that you are like amazed at seeing him play right in front of you, whether you played against him or whether you were just at the same tournament? Tatum Edwards. I used to, she was at Nebraska when I was younger, and her sister Taylor, and I used to go watch them play all the time. And I remember I was playing in, I think it was Allstate after high school. And after one of the games, this lady came up and tapped me on my shoulder and was like, hey, are you Lexi Burkhart? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I'm like, who are you? She's like, I'm Tatum Edwards. My jaw just dropped. I was like, what? I have pictures of them like when they were signing softballs before a game. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to be your coach next year. And so being able to watch her, she was obviously at Nebraska, being in the community, watching her as a little girl, growing up, seeing that, and then all of a sudden her being my coach, I was like, holy smokes, this is crazy. <laughs> it's a jaw-dropping moment for sure. And then how did you reel yourself in from that moment, obviously? You had to see her now all the time when she was your coach. That was something that was tough at first because you, you almost feel like you're kind of giddy. Like you're like, hey, Taylor, this is a picture of me when I'm eight years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in the same like, picture. She she takes it. She handled it very well. There was a lot of girls on the team that felt the same way. But it brought a lot of respect because I saw her on the field and saw her compete. And so I really looked up to her and was really excited to learn from her and what she had to offer. Well, I greatly appreciate your time tonight, taking out the time to pass on the softball dream of someone not only living within 20 minutes of their university, but then also to go to that university, lead them back to, like you said, winning season since 2016, and to leave a mark on Omaha that is beyond the game to where the girls are shining, they're ready to go. What's your number one experience that you wish you could go back to when it comes to these past four years? Mm, probably traveling um, on the bus. I know it sounds crazy being on the field is obviously fun, but being on the bus, you get so many memories with the girls, and that's something that I will seriously miss. All right. Well, once again, we have Lexi Burkhart join us. Just graduated from Omaha. University of Nebraska at Omaha was a Gretna star. Thank you again, and thank you, everybody, for checking out Wired Access. Have a great night. See ya. Wired Access. We'll do it live!